All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, another podcast we're cranking out. We're getting close to 100, aren't we? Pushing, we're into the 90s, aren't we? We're getting close. This might be 90. We're, oh, we're coming up on 100. Uh, I plan, I have a big celebration planned for our 100th podcast. Ben's bringing donuts. It's going to be intense. Um, but we're going to, today I want to do a quick one, and it's going to be, uh, we, you've heard me talk on the subject before, which often oftentimes is the case here. Uh, repetitive subjects, but um, this one is a little bit different. It's not necessarily coming from a from a uh, follower. It's not a question that we got from anybody or a DM or an email or anything. It's just an update on our progress with Bella. And Bella is a puppy that we're training uh, now. She's about sixteen. I think she's about sixteen months old. Going to be going to be. She was April, so May. June, July, August, so 16 months old, going to be 17 months old, and really nice little dog, training her for a client, uh, Illinois Whitetail and Waterfall, outfitter out of Southern Illinois, friend of ours, um, who actually lives in North Carolina, uh, but is owns that outfitting business in Illinois. Um, we've known Brad for a long time, uh, we've been through some, um, through a lot, lot with him, um, He's been a customer of ours or a client of ours and a friend of ours for probably six six years now, seven years. But um, Bella is going to go there. Probably we've got her scheduled to hopefully be able to go there later this fall. Um, we need to get some shooting done over her. Um, she's the she's the star of our series, which is called Bella Be Good. It's a YouTube series that we've we've put together for her. Um, how many videos, Ben, are we up to with Bella Be Good? Eighty-eight. We posted eighty eight, but we filmed filmed about one sixteen. So we've done we filmed about one hundred and sixteen days of training with her. Now, when I say that, like it wasn't every single day. Um, sometimes we'd go on stretches where we filmed every day for a week straight, ten days straight, and then we'd go for. There were times where we didn't film for a week, so it's not necessarily day by day by day, but it is basically uh, for for a great amount of of the the training that she's gotten we've documented now i've done some stuff when ben wasn't here and didn't have a chance to film it i've done some stuff on instagram stories where it's just you know here's what we're doing it's an extension of the formal lessons we've filmed the formal sessions and sometimes i think that's gotten in the way of her progress quite honestly for multiple reasons i think the, the camera gets in the way of it i think the camera changes how i train um I, as much as i try to be 100 percent not influenced by it it's just inevitable that it does um i'm always thinking in my back of my head well we can't make it too long we got to keep this interesting for people to follow and occasionally i have to remind myself and just say you know what forget about that um it, it not that i don't care about viewers when it comes to that it's not that i don't have them in mind it's that i think we have to be just as honest as we can be so but it so i think we've done a pretty good job with that but we have run into some um, probably hurdles and, and things that have slowed us down because we're filming it. I also think that it's created, um, you know, a little bit of issue for me from a scheduling standpoint. We can only film when Ben's here. Well, Ben's not here at five in the morning when I was working with some of the other dogs this summer when it was really hot. So we'd wait and then it'd be eight o'clock and then we'd film with her at eight o'clock and it was too hot. And we wouldn't get, we're just recently I'm recognizing and realizing, boy, my productivity with her is a lot less lately. And how come? And so backing up on this, we've posted, we haven't been up to date with posting. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that you were posting stuff. 
and people have watched this as a series, but it hasn't come, it hasn't been posted the same as quickly as it's been filmed. So we had a buildup there of 30, 40 episodes where that meant we were two or three months probably at some point behind with when we posted it to when it actually happened. So one of the things I said to Ben was I just, I think we got to get tighter time frame wise. So we have through creativity, one of our holdups was we could only post so much here because our internet sucks. Like we just have really bad Wi-Fi. So we're doing all sorts of other projects and series that we're doing. We're doing our other brand, which is Hodeg, and now it's prime time for Hodeg. So we've put a ton of emphasis of, and time on that. So we just haven't had the luxury of saying, we're really small. We don't have a lot of manpower and we have even less Wi-Fi power. So we've had a hard time keeping up. And so some of the videos that have been posted in the last three to four weeks happened months ago, and they're not relative in the real time, from a real time aspect. They're relative because that's actually the way it went. But for those who are, it, what really kicked me in the, in the butt this week was, we're, we, we worked with her on picking up a frozen goose. And so I think in the videos that are posted, are we through hold conditioning yet? We're in the middle of it. So we're in the middle of what's been posted on YouTube it looks like we're in the middle of hold conditioning. Hold conditioning took a couple weeks with her and we got through it and she's done really well with it. And I, I have very little concerns with it at this point. Um, but if you're watching just on the on our YouTube, you are going, oh, they're not quite done through hold conditioning yet. No, we're done, we're past it. We've shot birds, we shot a flyer over last week. We're picking up a frozen goose this week. And the reason we're doing some of all that, that stuff more recently is because we are looking at an opener of dove and early goose and teal in about two weeks. So we're just a couple weeks off. And what I wanted, to, so I told Ben, I said, I just think that we're going to lose the value of showing how we had her pick up that frozen goose for the first time if we wait to post that until December, which is about the pace that we were at. And if that's the case, it doesn't help anybody right now. So we are accelerating. So anyone who binge watches stuff, if you're a Netflix or flick Netflix watcher or uh, what are those other series on uh, primes Amazon primes and stuff I mean I don't watch we don't watch I, we don't watch TV but occasionally Steph will get on a little binge and I did what was that one that I watched for a while Ozarks Ozark. I watched Ozarks I still haven't finished it I got three episodes left and I, I don't know why I just I lost my I lost my enthusiasm for it but we watched Every day we watched one for a while, for a couple weeks. And so I know some people, like Steph, my wife, will watch a series in a day. Like she'll watch, like if she's got a day off, she'll watch, she'll get into something and just watch it. Tiger Shark. What was a Tiger Shark on or whatever? Oh, Tiger King. Tiger Kings. She watched Tiger Kings in like two days. And that's a lot of episodes. Why do you put an S on the end of it? It's Tiger King. Tiger King. It's just like Ozark is... Ozark, not Ozarks. Why do I? Why do I add this? I don't know. But so, Tiger King, she watched it really quickly. Um, binge watchers, I think they call those people. So we're gonna give you guys a chance if you want to be a binge watcher, you can binge watch Bella because Ben's loaded how many in the last week? Twenty. Twenty some episodes have gone in the last week, and so the reason for it, and and so we're doing a podcast to let you know. Because some people don't recognize or realize that it's happening, and those who do might wonder why. Well, the reason why is I want to get caught up, because I want to start showing stuff that we're doing 
Now I want to show it within a, within a week. And so I just think it will be helpful to you from a real-time standpoint. So that's the reasoning with Bella. I'm going to give you an update on Bella. Bella is picking up. Um, we've started handling with her. So we're back casting her. We're going right and left. One of the things that I'm finding with her, and I talked to Ben about it after today's session, is, and I got to figure out why. I got to figure out, is it a combination? I think it's a combination of me and her and the conditions probably. It's a lot of variables. Which is why when someone sends a message to me and asks me, what do I do here? There's rarely a chance for or an opportunity where I could say, do this, it'll fix it. It's because there's so many different variables involved. And I think you, I need to start challenging people that are listening to these podcasts and watching our stuff on YouTube and our Facebook and social media stuff and our training videos, even our training videos. That's the one thing about a three and a half hour puppy DVD or a, or a foundation DVD is we cover a lot of stuff in that but we don't cover every scenario and every rabbit hole that things can go down. And every little puppy, every little dog is different and every scenario and situation is different. So there's just so many variables that people need to take into account. I want to challenge you guys to start recognizing it. So how I'm, gonna, how I'm hoping to do that is to share with you how I'm doing it. So quite honestly, Bella's become, I think, flat and she's become bored with training she went through a real distracted time where she was extremely distracted by outside things. A lot of it had to do with us releasing a bunch of pheasants. And so for about a week to two weeks straight, she had nothing on her mind but getting in the weeds and catching these little pheasants. She caught one a day at least. Uh, and that was because I quit paying attention to her on accident. And all of a sudden, off she goes and she's bringing me back a bird. And so I really had to say, get in the habit of do not allow this dog to just wander keep her within sight or within heel position. It's where heel really came in valuable. Because finally I just said, I treated it almost like my dog ran off. Like whenever someone tells me their dog runs off, I say, well, put the dog on lead. Dog can't run off. Until you change that habit and get that control level of control back, take away the opportunity for the dog to fail. So I started treating it as almost like she runs off. I said, well, just you got to always be on heel. If I'm out in the yard, if I'm going to the shop, you have to be in heel position, whether it be on lead or off lead, didn't matter. So she went through that phase and she really struggled with her attention. And at about that time, this is about a month ago, about that time is when she, I think, slowed down dramatically with gaining from a training perspective. It was about the time, it was shortly after we came out of hold conditioning. I always tell people, get through hold conditioning and watch things just speed right up. It has not happened with her. She's gotten through hold conditioning and things have not accelerated the way I hoped. So I have to recognize it and be okay with it. There's nothing I can do, no matter how hard I try, no matter how hard I, how bad I want it, I'm not speeding her up from a maturity standpoint. And I'm not going to revert to putting pressure on her because I know what that'll do. That'll shut her right down. It's just the style of dog she is. And it's a style of training that I don't like. It's not, it doesn't fit me and it doesn't fit her. That's part of the reason why we're so, I think, such a good fit for each other. So, but what we're going to do, what, we're, what, we've, what I'm going to do, and I've talked to Ben about it today because we, we got her picking up this goose and three days into it and today she almost, she almost wanted to quit on me. She, in fact, she did a little bit. So she gave me less... She gave me less effort today than she did the first and second day. And I think it has to do with a combination of a lot of things. It was the temperature. It was hot. I was asking an awful lot out of her. She was bored with it. 
it wasn't very, it just wasn't very fun for her. I could see it wasn't very fun. And I'm trying to get her to do something that she's not enjoying. Well, if you've ever done anything that you don't enjoy, I think you can relate to the idea of how, where your enthusiasm is when it comes to giving your all. It's just not there. It's really a chore. You really got to dig deep to do stuff you don't want to do. And I don't know that she's got that in her right now. So I'm recognizing that. And what I'm going to do is take a little break. I think I'm going to take a little break from it. I'm going to do some fun stuff with her. I'm going to do, I'm not going to take a break from a behavior expectation standpoint. I'm going to expect her to behave well, but I'm not going to put a lot of pressure on her to move any faster, even though I'm two weeks away from the opener. Like I, here's, here's what I do have an understanding that for a couple of weeks, we pounded on this idea of going back and left and right and stopping to the whistle. And in the drills that I try to formalize that in the actual like yard work type drills, they're field work drills, but, but they're on mode paths and they're in very controlled areas. And when I did stuff like that, she didn't perform very well. And she was like, it was a real chore. You could see that when we went on and set up like more like a realistic hunting situation. And I used those same skills, stop on a whistle, go back, go left, go right. When we use those same types of skills, the things we were working on in those drills, she did much better. In fact, she did really well. And so what it told me was don't panic and don't worry. It's going to start to click, which it is, but it's also don't keep trying to force something to happen. And I don't mean physically force it. I just mean like repetitively continue, go, go, go. I watched, I talked about this in a pod, I think it was in a podcast before. I talked about this. There's a, a gal that is a trainer, Sarah Gad. Um, she's, a, she's in the UK. Um, I think she's from England. But she is a very good trainer, really good. Um, Mike Tallow, it's, I got a video from her. Um, trying to think what the heck of the name of it was. It was called, um, go grab in the in the cabinet there, open that door in the closet and in the top shelf, nope, left-hand side, top shelf, there's a bucket that's got videos in it. Nope, down, see that plastic tub? It's gonna grab, I'm gonna grab it. I wanna tell you what that video is. It's a series, it's like nine videos. Um, it's called Life of a Gun Dog. And so it's Mike Tallamy and Sarah Gad. So Sarah had this dog. Um, this little this little female out of this litter, they used four dogs um, and they out of the same litter and they just documented the training of it. What I liked about it was I loved the progression. What I didn't like about it was it was really broken up. Um, there was just a lot of space in between it. So And I didn't think it showed me as many of the issues that they probably faced just because I, I totally get it. It's hard to film it that way. It, it's almost impossible to do it that way and create a DVD series with it. I mean, this is nine videos. So it is a long thing. But what I saw was there was this little girl, this little female dog that she had. I can't remember what the little pup's name was. Um, but one of the things that the dog struggled to do was go left and right. And it, she would just freeze up. And you could just see she was having a terrible time. And I think Sarah recognized it immediately. And But one of the things Sarah said was, we're just going to keep going and keep going and keep going until she gets it. And I get that to a degree. I also think with me, with Bella, and I don't, I'm not saying she did it right or wrong, eventually she cracked through and, and they got it. But I also think for me with Bella, the best thing I can do right now is not push her through until she gets it. 
I think what I need to do is take a break and let her re-energize. Let her recharge her batteries a little bit. Let her get a little bit less flat and a little less bored with what we're doing. And so it's probably a combination of the repetition is getting boring to her. The heat and the conditions that we're training in suck. Like it sucks in the morning when it's hot. It's mid-80s today. It sucks. In two weeks from now, it could be in the 50s. And that alone, I could be maybe doing the exact same stuff, but because the conditions are so different, her energy and her ability to um, focus through and want to learn more is just going to be allowable because of the conditions. So it could be that. It could be the amount of time we're doing it, three, four, five, six days in a row, maybe it's too much for her. It's proven to be in the past the best thing I could do was take little breaks. I wrote about an, I wrote about it in an article in Gundog Magazine. I wrote um, one of the best things I could that I ever did with her was I took a break, and I stopped doing any of the stuff I was struggling with. And so maybe that's the answer with her too. But I think it's a combination because I think it's a combination of reasons, and I think it's a combination of ways to fix it, and that's what we're gonna do. But you're gonna I want to speed you up on the series so that you can see that a little bit more real time and get a little more value out of it because hunting season's coming. So I think the stuff we're doing with introduction to goose, a lot of people are going to need to do that before they go out in a goose field for early goose season and start shooting honkers. Because if you start shooting big geese and sending dogs that have never picked them up before, some dogs, no problem. Some dogs are just, they don't have an issue with that. Some dogs are going to say, absolutely not. And so what do you do? I've seen it. I know buddies that do it. I've done it in the past where I've gone hunting with a group of guys, very excited about this dog. I put a lot of work in all summer, all spring, all summer into the early fall. And now I'm going to show them how great my dog is because I've been telling them about it over beers for months now. And they all know how good my dog is. But she's never picked up a goose before. And we go out on opening morning of early goose and it's a, a slaughter. And family groups of geese come in and we kill lots of them. And I'm all excited. My dog is overwhelmed because he's never seen something like that. He's never been asked to pick up these big geese. And God, you send them on one and it's still alive. Oh, my God. Way overwhelming for most dogs. And the dog says, screw this. I'm coming back, tail tucked between his legs. And the guy that's bragged about his dog now all of a sudden becomes really upset at that dog because he's embarrassed him. And he's dis disappointed and he's hollering at his dog and he's, his guys, his buddies, if they're any buddies like mine, they're giving him a lot of shit for it. Jeez, man, you told me your dog was good. Your dog's afraid of geese. Jeez, you told me your dog was good. Your dog just freaked out when 15 three and a half inch magnum shells got fired over the top of his head. If you don't prepare him for this stuff, you are likely going to see a big issue. And the problem is, is not only does it embarrass and hurt your feelings that day, but you might have dug yourself a really big hole to dig out of with this little puppy. And then you're going to go, oh, now it's hunting season. And you're all upset because you're not going to be able to get what you want to get out of that first season. I'm telling you right now what we're going to get out of Bella this first season. I'm going to let her pick a few birds. I'm going to let her experience a lot of new things as far as setting up decoys, um, calling, birds working decoys. There's going to be a lot of steadiness. My dog is not going to break this first year. She's going to be steady. Now, I don't. I have a ton of confidence in it because I've emphasized steadiness. I talked about it recently in a video. I, I let her break the first day we introduced her to geese. I wanted her to break. I wanted her to just chase it out and pick it up with as much enthusiasm as possible. And she literally couldn't bring herself to do it. She just couldn't find it in her to break. I had to really encourage her to do it. 
That's a good problem to have. If you go out and have a so-so steadiness with your dog and you allow the dog to start breaking day one because you're all excited because you're shooting teal and the dog starts breaking and getting retrieves, you made your steadiness issue a lot more difficult than it needed to be going forward. So I think you have to keep all that stuff in mind. And, and now that the hunting season has started, I'm excited about it because it's an opportunity for me to continue our training. That's all I look at this as. Bella's training is going to take the next steps between in, over the months of September and October. And hopefully, I'm hoping to have her go back around early November to her owner. It might not be forever, but it'll be at least to start transitioning back because I know their hunting is going to be really heating up down there. Ben and I might even sneak out for a hunt down there. But we're going to, I want her to start picking up with those guys um, shooting mallards and shooting uh, wood ducks and shooting the birds that they're going to shoot in their, what they have kind of as an early migration. Their season is a lot later than ours. You know, we start end of September, early October. They're a full month behind us. So I hope that we have the opportunity to give her a month of September of transitional training and shooting doves and teal and early, early season goose into October where we can start shooting some ducks. We're also going to be working her on the uplands. I, I'm going to, I grouse hunt. I'm going to be doing some grouse hunting and woodcocking, woodcock hunting quite a bit this fall. I'll have her with me. Um, they're not going to do so much upland with her, but I'm going to work her on upland. Because it's an opportunity for me even to work her at heel in an, in the uplands and not necessarily have her quartering and flushing. But I can have her work at heel while I have other dogs quartering and flushing. <clears throat> and if I want to, I can send her to make some retrieves. But it's a it's 100% opportunity for us to continue to build and extend on her steadiness and con continue to build and extend on her ability to heel, heel off lead and work with me as, as the gun. So those are all things that we'll be doing. I want to get you caught up with that because I don't want you watching stuff that we're doing in September when it's January or December because it's just not going to help you as much for this year. Now, that's for folks that are in a position where you have young dogs that are going to be going out for the first time this fall. If you're sitting at home right now with a six-month-old dog, I hope you're not going, ooh, good. I can get caught up to where Bella is at 16 months, and then I can use that to get in the field at seven months and eight months. I hope you're not thinking that. Um, if you are, that's fine. I'm here for the questions because <laughs> I'll probably have, you'll have, probably have enough because I just think that unless your dog is ready, Bella was not ready to go into the field at 10 months old. She just wasn't, and that's okay. So we waited, and now I do think she's ready. She, but she's not 100% ready. It's not go. It's she's ready to take that next step in transitional training. And so I want you guys at home that are experiencing that or going through that to be able to share that same. That's it. It's a Bella update. You binge watchers, you got a little treat coming. It's courtesy of Wonder Boy. He's, he's stealing Wi-Fi from the local high school to get these loaded. I mean, there's the secret. The secret's out. Our Wi-Fi is horrible, so we've tapped into the guest Wi-Fi at our local high school. And, man, it loads up really well. So don't leak that out to the school district. I don't know if they like that or not. I don't know that they would mind, to be honest with you. It's a community giving back to a community, right? We've got great guys that are working with us from that school, and uh, it actually was a hot tip from them. So you guys... Good luck with your training. Continue to stay following the course. I've had some 
excellent, excellent responses back from people from some of the local, from some of the recent podcasts. Those who we've touched on from, we have more questions from people that we're going to use for podcasts because I do like doing it. I think it helps multiple people that way. Um, the folks that we've talked with or talked about have reached back out to me with such positive re return as far as the messages. And I thank you for that. Um, one of the things that I've, I'm really excited about is I've never seen so many people message so consistently and say, I'm recognizing I just have to slow down. Thank you for that. I'm, re I'm enjoying this process because I was very frustrated and now I'm having fun with it. And the reality is, is I'm getting nowhere near the amount accomplished that I originally wanted to in the time I wanted to do it. But I'm having more fun with it. And I'm telling you right now, if you're having more fun with something, you'll do it more often. If you do it more often and you'll do it and do it better more often, you'll get better results. It's just, it's a simple equation. That's it. Thank you for your support. Please continue to um, follow along with us here with the podcast, our Instagram, our YouTube, our Facebook. I had someone that recently, we, Ben has started putting these on YouTube as vlogs, which are like video blogs. I had someone that reached out and said, well, I don't know where to rate it. I heard you ask about rating it. I don't mean rate it on YouTube. I'll, I don't think you can rate stuff on YouTube. But on the apps that you have that you're listening to the podcast. So if it's an Apple, I listen to mine on an Apple iPod or whatever you call it, podcast app. Um, there's other ones out there. What are the other ones? Some Spotify. Spotify, you can do. There's um, there's a few. Some, some that Android users. There's a few different things out there that you can listen to podcasts on. Typically, there's a spot there for you to review or leave a comment. And so we're hoping that you support it that way. Um, Otherwise, uh, yeah, we're not, we're not, I don't think we're looking for it on YouTube. I'd love to have you become a YouTube subscriber. So would Ben, because I have a challenge out to him. Uh, he's, he hit recently 5,000 followers, which to a lot of people is laughable because it's not that many. To us, it's a huge accomplishment because when we started out not too long ago, we were under 1,000. And so it is a um, challenge to Ben to continue to try to grow our YouTube. And so that's part of the reason why he's putting so much effort into putting videos out on there. Um, it's a great platform. It's a real user-friendly platform, and so many people use it. Um, we're, we're way late getting into the game on it, but our hope is to get caught up. So thank you guys for that, and if you follow us there, if you just hit the subscribe and hit the notifications, then you'll, get, you'll, you'll be turned on to when every time we, we put a new post up. So thank you guys. That's it for, I don't know what number, but we're getting close to 100. 89. 89.